Hey, the hell are we, people? Welcome to a very special episode of the podcast. And I'm just going to pause just so you can hear this lovely drop. Oh, yes. There it is. Hear that lovely reverb. So today's podcast is going to be featuring rapper, singer, producer, hit maker, Cosmo, aka Cosmotivation, Big Cosy. He has put out a whole bunch of music in the past. If you go onto YouTube, search Cosmo, you'll find him on Link Up TV. He's done songs with Jamma from BBK, Boy Better Know, and he's got a whole bunch of bangers with a fella called Shiz McNaughty. Both of them got a little bit of Irish in them as well, so extra respect. <laughs> if you haven't heard of him before, his recent project, Alone Together, is a great start. He produced most of the, the project himself, and it was put out at a time where we were all in lockdown, so we get chatting about it on the podcast along with his upcoming project he has coming which is gospel truth especially after this podcast i am very excited for it man very excited and i'm sure you will be too we started chatting beforehand and you know as conversations started going it started flowing i was like fuck it let's just press record and instead of stopping so it starts mid-conversation but it hits straight off the bat so throw yourself into the deep end with this one there's a little tag on at the end which is a little chat about all the books that i've read this year some films that i've been revising and getting back into over the last little while and then i just cap off with a little little recap of 2020 for higher training but enough of that you can listen to that afterwards get stuck into myself and cosmo sit back relax go for your walk sit in the car whatever the fuck you want to do Enjoy the hell out of this podcast. Person you meet in your life is a book is a brick towards uh, your your conceptual life. You know, like what you're building towards in your life. And I really started to understand that more as time went on. And now I I, I kind of feel like everything that I do, everyone that I meet, everything that I'm doing is just a, a a small part to play in the person I'm becoming. You know. Mm. That's and that, that's, that, that is it, I think, really, honestly, that is it, where it's taken me. And I, like, it took a long time. I mean, shit, I, I just turned 27 the other day, and I, it wasn't an club overnight 27 process. Club, and I seen yeah, yeah, and that just project the as well. Yeah. Club project. Yeah, I'm yeah. 27 there as well in November. I was like, you up the 27 Club. <laughs> the 27 Club, and, and uh, Shiz, Shiz has literally just dropped a project. He turned 28 two days ago, and he just dropped a project because he made it past the 27, 27 Club. Yeah. He's dropped a project called the 27 Club just now in commemoration because it's like I, we've all been to that place. So we're, I think when you get to your late 20s, you do start to get a little bit more doubtful about like oh is it too late is it you know and it's never too late I never think yeah. it's too late it's all down to mindset placebo and like how powerful you, you your willpower is to tell yourself no I can still have a chance of doing whatever I might want to do in my life or you know mm. and that is what it boils down to and that's why I love Shiz like he came out of a situation like that and it definitely taught him to just well I think when we met it definitely taught both of us oh you need a little bit of new and I need a little bit of old. You know, mm. we need that balance to like, I need experience and I need wisdom, but he also needs fresh energy, which is like what I've got. I'm bringing it. I'm still very enthusiastic and new to the scene and stuff, you know, like to a degree anyway. 
new to the scene. You've been around. I, I've seen videos of you in Link Up TV 2015. That's yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I've five. not, I've not, not been around. <laughs> 2015, yeah, yeah. But that I was young. I was 21 when I dropped those things, and I was like, yeah. th those were like my first ever songs, honestly. And I, I would consider that as my first, you know, attempt at like being a musician, and that was what created who I am now. You know, before that, I was definitely still. I even if. If you was to do deeper research, which I'm, I'm hoping down the line people may do, I've had mixtapes and stuff on, like Mixtape Madness from 2013, 12. And it was with, like, friends where we didn't even... This is... We had no fucking clue about anything, you know? Uh, and then That's, the, that's where the magic to, is, though. Like, the early days when you're just doing it uh, purely, like, you don't, you're learning it uh, in anything, no matter what you're trying to do. Like, uh, those, those early experiences are great laugh. Oh, exactly. Is that well? They were the best. Now I look back on it, I look at myself. I'm like, I was so fucking shit. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was because I was so shit. It made me want to be better. Mm. And like, I never looked at it like, oh, I'm a shit artist. Like, that's it. Give up. It was like, no. I want to show people I can get better. I want to show people I'm gonna do more and more to improve my skill, wherever it be production writing melody whatever it may be you know mm. like i'm even still trying to challenge myself this year my big aim is to um learn i want to learn the theory of music you know like being able to read or something or play it play an instrument i've never been able to play an instrument i'd love to try and do that this year how how important do you think it is like a producer to be able to read music because i've heard people talk about it before and I've, nah, it's not that these days now nah. i mean you like, think it would assist with more technology I technology makes it so much more it simplifies mm. everything so you could like i even i bought a little i, I don't know how to pronounce it but akai is a-k-a-i yeah, it's like yeah, these little keyboards and like I'll, I'll play a beat and i'll i'll just play the keys until i i find something that matches the melody or the sound because mm. like, i don't know how to play keys i don't know how to be so so i'm literally just going off of what i think sounds good mm. you know and I, I think that's how most it, realistically if you don't know how to play or if you've never learned this is an easy process to like get into it and mm. it's made me more enthusiastic to be like oh shit i should maybe watch some youtube videos or watch some people who actually know what they're doing and learn some bits and bobs you know like, there's loads of people out there putting up videos on any amount of things no matter what it is you're into but especially with uh, producing i watch a few videos with like mad lib and mad lib yeah i mean shit, i love like new these days uh kenny beats who's obviously mm. he studied a lot of mad lib and he always he re he reiterates how much he loves mad lib like being able to see how much someone who's new and and has developed their sound who's been influenced by something that we've all been influenced by. And it's like, okay, yeah, seeing their process of breaking it down, you mm. know. I'd, the one thing I do like about lockdown is, is, is it's been able to show people that you can slow down a little bit. You don't have to, like, just throw things in people's face as much. You can, like, do something like a Twitch stream where you're just breaking down how you make beats instead of just throwing out a beat every week, mm. you know. Give, give people a chance to like really understand you as a producer or as an artist or wherever it may be. It gets people to connect a lot more, I think. Um, somebody yeah. who I've gotten into a lot, I don't know if you know him, Cook and Soul, he puts up lo-fi beats and mixes. You ever hear of him? Send, send me the link after, after the series. I'll yeah, he's fucking it. sick and he made like a, a video series. It's from a few years ago of like White Men Can't Jump, some of the video clips from that. Oh, like sick, other, sick, other sick. little bits and remixes different songs with these lo-fi beats. But it's like, it's cool shit like that. Like, it's just not like, here's a beat, you know, you're doing something different. You're producing like a, a whole piece of art nearly for somebody. Or like... I just found something them. like this on Twitter. I followed this um, 
this Twitter called Sampling Sounds, where they break mm. down where all of the samples have come from, from your, your either most favourite songs from back in the day, and like like Kanye, Dear Mama, or like even to Pop Smoke New School. And it's like really showing me, oh, whoa, people, you know, like, they're really going in, in deep. They're, they're really digging deep to find these, these, uh, these sounds that match what they want to do or whatever. And I'm like, shit, I've even, it's made me think, okay, maybe I should start digging deeper i should start mm. doing more research and doing more and more and more i do i love it when i pick up on these youtube channels and these twitter accounts I'm like, <laughs> you lot really you you lot love what you're doing you're you're paying attention you're paying attention there's a there's it. a lot of uh, a lot of ways to get inspiration like from like there's one thing the internet is mad and it's good and bad but one of the good is that is you see mad shit that people from all over the world have made whereas before you only knew what was in your fucking area you know exactly yeah that is the one good benefit of of yeah the the internet you can reach uh extents that you never would have been able to see before for sure mm. yeah, um, yeah one yeah. thing one one uh, i was watching a load of western films around christmas i was listening to all the music and i was like i'd love to sample some of these old fucking oh my god and right? make like a yeah, western yeah, yeah, album yeah, yeah, like yeah. just of beats <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we we made something quite similar to that. We sampled like this. Um, I can't remember whose film it was. A proper Western film, but it was one of you know mm. one of them sounds. Yeah, like, <laughs> we used Class. that in the sample, and it just took the beat off. I was like, oh my god, like just those like, <laughs> you know, you never know what's gonna inspire you, man. I, That's I made one this, thing like, with music. You can fucking that sample is the one thing and... music. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I I made this one beat recently, and it was um I was trying to do something quite hard kind of like foot to the floor and um I, I i was like listening to the sample i was going over for a while so like, what would sound nice to like support this and i was like oh I, I, for some reason an army chant sprung to my mind so you know when <laughs> armies run and they go oh, one, oh, two. yeah did you ever watch I, I, um, I YouTube it and i you found ever watch fucking full metal jackets whenever they're singing of course yeah, yeah, man yeah, is yeah. a son of a bitch like, some of the songs are really dope though like yeah. some of the, the stuff they sing is really dope and it's like the people who lead it tend to have actually quite harmonious vocals so i was like i, I saw I, I found one downloaded it it fit the beat so well. I was like, oh my God, like I, like, I never would have thought. I'm so glad that I actually, that sprung to my mind. Like I never would have mm. gone out of my way to have thought of that before, you know? I'd say that's the last year or so has, has given you more time to look at shit like that that you wouldn't have thought about putting into music. Because obviously you can't go out, you can't do, there's no live shows. Yeah, that is like. the tough part of it all during lockdown. That has been the hardest part as a musician is being able to, go out into the world which what i love to do and gain inspiration and then go back into the studio you know mm. like i was even planning on january because a lot of our birthdays my birthday is 27th of december shizz's is the 10th of january harry's is the 14th so tomorrow and um well yeah as i mean whoever's watching this one it's, it's the 14th it would be tomorrow for us and I'm like, we was going to go Scotland and just get like a really nice cabin kind of in the woods, take our studio, do a lock-in. And now we can't do that. And I, those are the sort of things that used to drive me. And it's getting really hard because it's the same four walls that we're seeing every single day. And I, it does, it, it creatively frustrates me a mm. lot, for sure, man. That, that boredom, um, been doing a lot of reading the last year, more time, and reading a lot about how boredom is like, it, it almost pushes us to places where we wouldn't usually go and it can be a frustrating experience but it can also 
bring out some fucking gold. Um, oh, yeah, no, definitely. It can bring out some real gold that I never thought of before. Yeah, yeah. You, um, you uh, made a, a wee project last year alone together. Did you make that yeah, jur- yeah. during lockdown or was that like kind of a bit that, before? No, after? I literally recorded that. So when the first lockdown was announced in March last year, I was like, you know what? I feel like, again, just like when we did the Christmas thing, I was like, I feel like I, as, I have a, a duty to just provide people with a little bit of joy and a bit of like, like a, a sense of um, things are going to get better. There's brighter days. And that was the whole idea of the project. We are alone together. Do you know what's funny? I saw a few months later, I saw the government using that same slogan. I started seeing it everywhere. <laughs> and not to say they can't, I didn't even copy They're on to us, Bonnie. They're stealing, us our, stealing our ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm watching you, Matt Hancock. You fucking prick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh. But when when we made that, I, I genuinely, I was just because it, I took it very seriously. My dad's 75, and I, I I was really scared at first about the whole COVID stuff in case like things you know got really bad. So I was like, you know what? Let's just make a project from home. I had a mic here. I knew a couple people that also had mics at their homes. Let me just hit up a few people. Let's try and do something to uplift people's spirits. We recorded it all in a week. I hit up everyone, got it done. I mixed it in my house, got it out. And it was, it was honestly, it's something I think, like I said before, I find joy in bringing joy to the world. You know, like I love trying to help people see the brighter side of things. That's important. Something I like, really love. Like that's a more internal drive than like just doing it for like, doing it for yeah, money fuck, or man, for I've popularity never made or whatever. I've never made enough money for music for me to care about it. I'm mm. 27. I mean, I, I do plan on still it being my career and still I still plan on trying to see enough money from it at one point in my life. And like with my next project, like some of the songs I've just sent you, like that next project, I do plan on some of these things to lift off. But if they don't, they don't. And I will keep on going. It's not mm. going to stop me if I don't make money. It's just like even if a few people reply to it and they're saying i was so moved and touched by your project is helping me that's enough cool whatever man Absolutely. like not even to be corny at all like uh, i honestly that is really my biggest drive for mm. this man Absolutely, I, I could say the same even my with the podcast. I started it last year for a bit of crack. Whenever I I I was I was out of work and I was like, "Fuck, it, what will I do?" I start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got stuck into it. And then people sent a messages saying that, "Oh, that really resonated me." Hearing people talk about mental health that are from like our area, where usually in Ireland you don't really talk about mental health. It's starting to become a more um, spoken about topic. But you know, so so someone was just trying to call me. So. <laughs> it's all good. I did. I tried to message everyone. I said, "Don't call me during season." <laughs> them, bro. It's very hard to stop that. You just don't know who's gonna call you, man. You get a private number then. <laughs> I told, I told them, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, for real. Honestly, I understand that. Like, like, like it. It gave you like something that actually drove you more towards wanting to be. You know, like, like. Oh yeah, man. I've got something that actually resonates with people, and mm. I lo- like. Honestly, we've been talking about doing a podcast for ages, but at this point. I'd kind of rather support like even yourselves project or like jump on all of my other friends pro- uh, podcasts and do stuff like this. Like, you know, I've got my, I've got my thing. I think we should all just find a way to support each other in that degree. Absolutely. You know? And you seem to be one man who's keen on always doing uh, collabs. Like you have a lot of collabs done. Oh, hundred man, hundred. We should, I mean, what is the point of like trying to be alone in this world? Like trying mm. to do it all by yourself, man. We should collab. I'm, I'm all I, I would rather do this and support your thing than trying to like mm. start mine off and struggle again. It's like, why not just lift yours off the ground? Why not lift my career? Why not lift each other's careers one by one off the ground? And then we're going to all be at the top 
together. You know, like, or whatever it may be, whatever's, you know, like Bob Marley said, everyone's version of success is so different. Some people's success is money. Some success is love and happiness. And Mm -hmm. for me, mine is definitely that love and happiness. Absolutely. No, uh, what's the what's the quote? The video you always hear is like a rich. What, what what does rich mean? You know. Yeah, yeah. Barely yeah, rich that's is exactly, what we're after, yeah. my man. Waking up every day and you've been like, I fucking love doing this shit, and I I, I can tell that you you feel that way with the beats. Like even when you're posting the wee snippets up on Instagram, I'm oh, like, oh for sure, this man. man. Yeah, man. He I'm really just... just wants to put this out right now. He doesn't want to put up a snippet. I don't. I don't. I really. I would. I would love to just put it out, but I know I have to be strategic, and I can't just be so indulgent. In the idea. That's why I do put up snippets because I like people to know. Oh, mm. it's there, but it's coming. Like it's not there yet. And I, I'm just like, just like any other brand, like Nike didn't happen overnight. Nothing happened overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. And I, I only found this out recently, a great, the other side of the quote of Rome wasn't built in a day is it fell down in one. And I feel like that side of the quote is more impactful than Rome wasn't built in a day because mm. it's about building a structure that is steady, something that actually can hold you know, so like, I don't care about building an empire, but I care about building something that is strong enough to stand through hard mm. times and through, you know, like, it's not about building something that could collapse. I don't want it to collapse. That's that's the last thing I want. Mm. And I think yeah. a, a foolproof a way of going about making something that's not going to collapse is making the, the focus of it, like doing what you're saying is doing it for the people, like giving people what they need and like putting it out there for for people to hear it rather than putting it out there just for monetary sec- uh, uh, fucking benefit. That's where, yeah. that's where the fucking foundations fall. That's why ancient Rome fell as well. <laughs> this is it. This is it. This is it. Caesar was about greed. Greed, <laughs> as we know, is the destruction of all man. Like, that's the truth. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I don't want to be greedy. I want to share. I want to share. I don't care about it. I'm going to die one day. We're all going to die. What do I want to, I want to be remembered for, being in it together, you know, like building a community of people who all want to help each other be better. <laughs> That's it. That's the fucking truth. And uh, yeah. with this, with this gospel truth that's coming out, what's the, what's the sound to it? I noticed the two tracks you sent to so, me, uh, there's a lot of guitar in it and I was liking the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so one, a few years ago, me and Shiz, when we first, I was living with a good friend of mine called Shai in Labrick Grove. And, um, we were just coming up with a different lane. I wanted to rebrand because I was been I, like people knew me for doing like a lot of rap and grimy kind of like stuff, and I didn't. I kind of felt it boxed me in a bit too much, and I really wanted to show people I'm more of an artist. I love doing everything, so I started experimenting with this indie kind of sound, and we just grew with it over the years. It stuck with us more, and the songs that we made then were like still still good and it resonated with us so i was like okay if i still like the those indie kind of songs we were just experimenting with three years ago let's try and make a whole project of it and see how we feel and we did and it it really hit hard it it, 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 hit, it hit home very well and i was like shit okay let's just craft it let's make it so it's actually people could listen to it from track one to track seven or eight and just like no all of these songs were from the heart they were not just us trying to make commercial bangers because a lot of the songs on there do they sound quite commercial you know we weren't trying to make commercial songs i don't necessarily like pop music some pop music i get along with because fuck it sometimes pop music bangs in it but <laughs> yeah. you know but i don't necessarily like pop music i love underground a lot more 
But we was at, we made these and they do they come across quite poppy, but that was just how it, it, it came out. And honestly, from there, it's just kind of rebranded me as a person. It's kind of made, helped me realise what lane I want to take. I want to do a lot more music just like that. So I'm going to do something similar to what, rest in peace, Mac Miller, but he's one of my most influential artists of, like, of all time. I've always loved Mac. I grew up listening to him like... One of the first people I listened to when I was smoking weed when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. I fucking senior <laughs> skip weed. there, man. I used to listen you know to that I mean, and like... and Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza. Exactly. You know it, my boy. You yeah. know it, my boy. Love that yeah. shit. So, uh, but it was, so, like, Max did the recent thing. Before he died, he put out um, Swimming. Mm. And then he put out Circles as a posthumous album, which was supposed to be, when he, when he, if he was still alive, was supposed to be a two-part album. And it was going to be called Swimming in Circles. So it really inspired me to do something quite similar. So Gospel Truth was going to be the one part. And then I've got a second part called Unholy Land. And mm. I want to do it so it's called The Gospel Truth of Unholy Land. Mm. And when the second part drops, I'm going to like release this little kind of maybe comic book or something along the lines where it's like a story through pictures. I want people to see like why they both match up and it's just how I feel. It's got nothing to do with religion because I'm not even religious. It's just like how I feel. And I've, I've, I've always loved the idea of religion, which is why I chose the words gospel truth and unholy land. Because I think people are so attached to things. And I think they've attached this idea, this stigma to things a lot, which is holiness and, and truth. And it's like everyone's holiness and truth is always different. You know, everyone's perception on holiness and truth is always different. So I just wanted to give people like their own open perspective on things. And that is that is literally what these two projects are gonna be. I'm really proud of them, honestly. Like Man, I can I can hear the fucking the proud the proudness and the passion in the in the voice and I'm fucking excited. Yeah, and uh, I have to say, you're the, the two songs you sent to so the name was Follow Your Gut and Learn. It sounds like you're sending out lessons Learn. to people here. Yeah, oh, but that is it. But I mean, follow your gut is something I was trying to teach myself at first when I made that song. It was like, don't be scared to try and do something, which I was so scared to try and be out of the box when everyone knew me for doing rap songs. Like if you was looking at, like you were saying earlier, the link up stuff I did in 2015 were trappy rap, grime, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, follow your gut. I really wanted to do I grew up on Arctic Monkeys. I grew up on the Coops. I grew up on... Uh, stone roses I wanted to try and do stuff like that so I was like follow your gut and that was it and now if, when I listen back to it it's for everyone else to follow their gut to mm. everyone else don't fucking be scared to be yourself you know and learn for sure man like I've lost a lot of friends to violence I've lost a lot of friends to overdose I've lost a lot of friends to things and I just want people to realise how many mistakes we have to make until we wake up you know like mm. I've nearly died I nearly died from an overdose of Xanax and I like it really put me it put everything into perspective and I didn't want to make that same mistake and I haven't I still fuck up I'm a human I do still fuck up from time to time but I do see that we should learn from our mistakes before it's too late you know mm. and that those were the point of those two songs for sure like yeah man music whenever there's fucking proper meaning behind it is different and it hits different and I think I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why I generally don't like that much pop is because most of the time it's for commercial reasons and like oh, un yeah, un yeah, un yeah, underground yeah. music does have a bit more meaning behind it sometimes but like more more likely to have a bit more meaning if it's underground oh fuck <laughs> yeah man I mean even with with this project with learning 
follow your gut. I mean, as much as I wanted them to be deep, yeah, I definitely think they're songs that if you don't want them to be deep, you can just vibe to them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Definitely. And that, that like... is, that's the balance, though. I think like a lot of people might struggle to find between trying to be a conscious artist and trying to be just a pop artist or like a vibey artist. It's something I, I, I've worked on for such a fucking long time is trying to find that middle ground of like, I, I want to be able, if you don't want to listen to my lyrics and be deep about it, then yeah, you can just listen to it and Off there's a vibe. The you, there's the vibe to the beat there's a vibe to the songs you can but then if you want to listen to the lyrics there's definitely a message behind a lot of it you know and see the whole uh, the, make, the making of this project are you producing a whole lot of it well um, Shiz produced pretty much every song on Gospel Truth other than Jump which mm. was produced by a friend of ours from Slim Typical who are a producer collective two people from London as well really fucking sick guys I love them a lot What's yeah, yeah, that, that was the one featuring Sly Fieri. I'll send you that one as well, actually. That sick. one's going to be... A lot of people have said that's going to be, like, the biggest song of the project. So, no doubt, like, I'll, I'll definitely send it to you. Sweet, sweet. Um, yeah. See that, like, that uh, change-up of whenever you're producing your own stuff and then you're rapping on it or you're uh, singing on it. What's Which do you prefer? Or do you like having the different roles every now and then? I, I love it all, man. I lo mm. Like, a lot of the time, I do love working with other producers because I love to see what they could bring to the table for me and see if we can meet, like, match eye to eye or whatever. But then a lot of the time, well, recently, it's only been because I, I, I haven't known how to produce for that long. It's mm. been about two years at the most now. And I've only really gotten comfortably good I feel at it in the last six months so when I do jump when I do make beats now sometimes I'm like oh shit I could actually jump on my own beat and hear myself yeah. doing it before I might be to other people oh do you like this and other people would be like yeah yeah but nowadays I like I can see myself and I'm like I'll make something if I'm in a certain mood like I might even just feel a little bit more depressed than usual like let's just like do something a bit more nirvana-y and that's <laughs> yeah. what I'll go for do you know like or oh, even man. like I might feel a bit more uprooty and I'm like, I'll make a dancehall vibe. And that's when I like, I, even today, I've got someone like Sensi Miller in today and I was like, oh, yo, we hear this beat I made. I was in a proper upbeat mood for something like Class. this that day, you know? Love that. But that, that is, it's where I've got to, I think. And it did, it, take, it took a process, a, a whole process of it. And it is something I think I've realized is the most beautiful part of making music is enjoying everything in between than you think you're making it. Like, it's mm. not about you making it. It's about all of the stuff in between that, you know? Yeah. Enjoying that, like, uh, the little days when you're just with your brethren grinding, trying to make a banger. Mm. And then you made that banger, but little did you know that might be the banger that changed your life, you know? Yeah, that's, that's fucking class. And obviously it is hard graft, but as you were saying before, if you enjoy doing it, you know, and you have the good people around you, that, that's a fucking buzz of it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that is uh, again. That that is actually something I've very much committed myself to. Is I don't care how big you are, I don't care how famous you are, what your name is. I'd way rather work with people that are passionate and dedicated to actually trying to connect, meet mm. on pace space, like really create real energies and a real connection than who you are as a person i don't care about that anymore there's just no point there's a corona even has, has, has proved it to me what, what is money gonna do for me right now like what what exactly. could that even, the only thing that could do anything for my life right now is energies you know energy 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 it's all about the energy. fucking energy. energy oh man i can't wait for the first live show after all this madness Dude, there's a lot of pent-up oh. fucking energy in here 
some days I'd be just fucking boogieing around the gaff being like, fuck I know, it. I know, you I know. Some I, days I'd just be something. blasting soul music for like four hours just dancing around on my own. Just just, just like visualising people in the crowd and trying to squeeze past <laughs> nobody. Like, oh, you're sc- sorry, let me get past. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with, with live shows, when you're, when, uh, have you done uh, a whole lot of shows? I've done quite a few. I mean, so we were, the first tour I ever went on was with The Manor blessed like I like these lot gave us a great opportunity shiz is obviously he was signed when he was with the rascals he's done quite a few tours he supported mm-hmm. kendrick lamar j cole when you were signed like this was quite a few 2014 ish times but like this was our first tour together and my first ever tour me and my friend dan as well the dj who does like quite a lot of our beats and djs or stuff and we got taken to southampton bristol and ireland to dublin class and those were like the three best shows of my what life was, what was dublin like it was beautiful, man. I mean, like, people are over there just so, so, like, I mean, it's just energetic. They were so, like, really ready to just go all out and connect, you know? Like, yeah. not that London, I think Londoners are good at it. I think it's Americans that are pretty bad at it. Mm. They're like, they like to be really stiff and act like they're so uptight. But in London, I think people go crazy in the crowds when they do fuck with someone, just mm. like they do in Ireland. They went crazy for the manor. And uh-huh. I mean, they gave us a lot of reception as well, even though they didn't know who the fuck we were, you yeah. know? What's that like we getting on stage whenever you, uh, you know that they don't know who you are, or the chances are? Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. And it was mad, because when we was in Dublin, um, that YBN Namir, he's quite big in America, he was he was upstairs. We was in the O2 in Dublin, and he was <laughs> upstairs. So there was like a fuckload of fans just like coming out from for them and then for the manor, and it was just mm. like this big fusion. Uh, do you know what? Mad. I, I've ne- I'm, I, I'm Northern Irish. My mum's from Northern Ireland, and I'd never been back my whole life. So my, it was my first time going to Ireland for that show ever. And it really did touch me deeply. I was like, oh my, like, I never knew what it was like to be back home. Because I consider, mm. even though I'm Northern Irish, just Ireland as a whole is home in my head, you know? like It's all Ireland. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I don't give a shit about all of that, man. No, yeah. no, fair. I mean, I don't understand. No, 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 no. Their own. It's all good. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. I'm all about love and positivity. So it's all, it's all exactly. for me, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you definitely need to take a trip to Ireland. Get get that Michael Feller. Oh man, take you over. Now. I want to do. I want to do a country trip. I would even come down to your town with Mix. Yeah. Come down with Mix and Shiz, and we take our studio there. We just stay there for two weeks and do a fucking a proper cleanse recording, whatever. Be class. That would be I'm, I'm on it. Man. I'm on it. And there'll be definitely a load of pints. Pints, obviously, whenever things uh, start opening back up again. I can I'm I'm moving back to. To Ireland next month, and uh, I'm, really, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to have a pint, but it's going to be quite a while probably before I get to have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> it's been way too long. Yeah, since I've, been I've, missing, a pint. I've been missing just cheersing with the boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, stop, man! I think the last time I was out and had a pint was when I was out with yourself and Harry and Michael. Yeah, when we was out for yeah, that was that was, shit, la- man. That, that was like summer been... last year. Yeah, yeah. It must have been just like they, they allowed things to open up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God, bro. Madness. Do you uh, do you think you'll be quick to get back and go and have a quick pint whenever the pub's open? 
or will you be? Are oh, you bro, I'm, I'm, I'm at it. I'm at it. I'm at yeah. it. I'm, I'm fucking head. I'm head forward. Bro, do you not understand? I'm already in there mentally. I'm already <laughs> in there. <laughs> You're still in the pub, man. Still in there. I'm still. I never left. <laughs> <laughs> still in the Royal Oak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there. Me and Mick's already in the right. We've been in the Oaks. We ain't never left. <laughs> We're in different parts of the world, and we ain't never left. <laughs> Class. Um. What you call it? That that alone together, project you did. Did you produce that, or was that another? Yeah, one? yeah, I produced that. All uh, there's two songs on there that I didn't produce out of the eight, but I produced six of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vibes, that was all done the, by me. The vibes on that man, from start to finish, is kind of it, it. It opens, and I was like, I thought it was going to be this type of a project, and then it kind of changes the vibe after the second yeah, or third yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want it to be on a particular because, like, it was how. Do you know when I made it? It was just how I felt. Like mm. during the lockdown, I was like, I'm being thrown. My emotions are being thrown from left to right. So fuck it. I'm gonna throw everyone's emotions from left to right because I feel like that's. <laughs> it must be how everyone else feels. Yeah, you know, like. Like, I think, and I did I think from so. that, fir- that first song on there, the first song, I was really proud of that beat because it was the first kind of beat I was trying to make. And I'm, I'm still trying to head down this lane a little bit. This kind of Jamie XX, like Alt J, where it's like atmospherical sync music, you know, like, like even like, you know about Jamie XX, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, gosh, Unreal. you know that tune, yeah. gosh. Like, I was just trying to make something like that where it's like, the beat speaks for itself, even if I didn't have vocals on it. And I, I mean, I was really proud of how the, the, the progression of the whole project went throughout that, where that, that was what I was trying to... Is Alone it, Together, the name, is that the first song on it? No, the Alone Together is the third song. And that was produced by my boy Dan, the DJ mm. who, who came with us to Dublin. Those two beats were very like class. The, the first and yeah, yeah, yeah. The alone together beat. I fell in love with it. And he showed, so that was literally when we first made it. I was FaceTiming everyone, as I'm sure everyone was. We was all just FaceTiming each other for that first lockdown. Yeah. I FaceTimed Dan. I was like, Look, I need a beat from you, bro, because like I need a beat from all of my mates right now if we're gonna do this project. Sent me that beat. I was like, bro, this is perfect. Like, <laughs> um, this is gonna be the. I'm gonna name that song after the project. It's just it suits it so well, you know. That. Would you be like that with making decisions if it like if it just feels like the right thing to do? Do you go about it uh, or do? You, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that it, that goes back to even the follow your gut thing, you know. Mm. Yeah, as as soon as something hits you, so, like even recently. So I, I'm I've come up with this alias that I'm about to start venturing into a little bit, where I'm gonna release like music that isn't particularly branded the same as Cosmo would be, where it's like mm. indie-ish, singy. I'm like, Cosmo is going to be the indie singer who jumps on whatever, rap, grime, indie, whatever. But then I've got this sound that I've been working on, which is a little bit more Fatboy Slim, a little bit more Keitronada, a little bit more, you know, like, I think you I've, you might have heard, because I think you, I've seen you respond to a few of the beats once or twice of snippets that I uploaded. Mm. And... Um, I have I haven't even come up with a name for that yet. Like I'm I've been struggling with coming up with a name for the alias for that. And it's just like like I think it should come to man naturally. It shouldn't why you know why uh, why are you going for the alias? Because I feel I feel like it's uh it's 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 a new venture into my life. It's it's something I don't want to confuse people with. Like mm. I just I would like I would like people to know Cosmo is Cosmo who does what I do, you know. But I, I, I definitely see myself, I like Diplo, man, he's always inspired me. Like, I remember from MIA days when they did Paper Planes together. Class. Diplo is, 
Diplo is major laser. Diplo is Diplo is Gord, Gordon City or whatever, Gorgon City. Mm. He's got like four or five other names and for, for each of the names, it's a different genre of music. And I really fuck with the idea of that. It's like, I don't want to be known as just Cosmo for one particular music when I do, at times, my, I'm not Cosmo. I am this other person who feels this other type of way. You know, mm. and my energies are different, bro. Yeah, I fucking, I, I, I like that. There's a fella, fella, uh, people from Ireland would know him, Blind Boy. He's a podcast, but he was also a part of a music group, the Rubber Bandits. And they wore plastic bags over the head as like their way of, it wasn't an alias. Well, it, it is an alias. It's not fucking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not for real. It's this guy, bro, with shiz, bro. He keeps these drunk. <laughs> What's happening, kid? What's happening? Hey, his name should be Omsock. I'm stuck, oh, yeah. This is fresh out of, uh, where are you from? What? In Ireland. Where are you from in Ireland? Ballyfermot. Ballyfermot. Ah, that's a good Irish ginger beard than you anyway, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the producer and the, 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 the fucking genie behind everything. He's yeah. my Yoda, bruv. He's my Yoda. He's my Yoda still. <laughs> <laughs> Love that shit, man. Love that. Um, what the fuck was I going to say there? Um, with... With fucking the last year, man, uh, I know I've been end up fucking smoking a whole, a whole lot more because of, obviously... I know, bruv. I mean, fuck yeah. I think everyone, and I've, I've just seen that they, they, the, uh, the government are trying to now do like a ban on um, delivering alcohol and certain things to reduce people's for their mental health. But I think it's way too late. They fucked up way too long ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all drinking. Get it into you. <laughs> We're drinking non-stop, even in Jan. Like, I, I did the first six days dry this year, mm. but it's like, they just put us straight back into a lockdown. It's like, what else do we have to do but get exactly. fucking, you know? And it is, honestly, I think it's really unfair of them because they know we have no choice but to spend money and, like, fulfill our boredom because we're so bored with our lives. Like, everyone is. Like, what do we have to do? Normally, I would at least be able to socialise and then I might have the choice to not drink. But it's like, I mean, I still have the choice. We all do have the choice to not drink, but I mm. definitely feel like it. It, it you kind fucking of need some man. <laughs> yeah, it supplements. Yeah, it supplements. Yeah. You need something. We all need something. Yeah. Like, what? You know, Especially, especially those people, people get like, it by she, going running. She stopped smoking weed like over a year ago. So it's yeah. like, what is his? What is his supplement? Well, I've had a wet January. I can tell you. Hey, yes, well, no, it was his birthday the other day. So we had a few drinks but other than that we haven't drunk that much to be honest like this i mean today is the only other day in january that we've actually drunk and we just felt like oh cool we're having a session let's not beat ourselves up about it and you shouldn't i mean you know exactly. fuck that exactly man sometimes people get on to me be like i do you, you probably don't drink that much because i'm a personal trainer and i'm like you man i drink i don't drink You'd that be often, surprised, love. but yeah. i will fucking drink and i smoke joints as well uh so exactly, i was like yeah. You know, you can do do a wee bit of do a wee bit of devilry as well, and still be a good boy. <laughs> yeah, you can still, and, and that that is the thing. I think that's another great misconception. I feel like people think when you're like trying to be healthy, it means you can't do anything else that's unhealthy, which is it's untrue because there's no balance in that. And the whole point of life is balance. It's exactly. being able to understand that if you do do or like, I mean, obviously, not doing unhealthy things will be more beneficial for you but it's then not not okay to like do unhealthy things and do healthy things it will find a balance your body has got a great 
response to things like this. Your body is literally built to respond to things like this, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not built to body- respond to being stuck in the one place and not being able to go around. Like, yeah, obvi- yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, it's, if it's an attempt to try and solve something that they fucked up before, but like, we're not made to be sitting around in a one-way space. Like, like we're a, not, we're a, it's like we're in a zoo. It's like we're in a zoo almost. <laughs> we're trapped in our... Yeah, own, and I think in, that's, why, that's why people go fucking crazy. Because it's like, oh shit, but I'm now just completely enclosed. And it's like, you're not. But it, it is a strong placebo of, of being told to something and not being able to make a decision for yourself. Mm. You know? That's I make decisions for myself personally. And I, like, I, I might sound selfish at times, but I have to because I know if I don't, then it's going to affect me more. It's like it's going to throw my equilibrium off. It's going to throw my balance off of everything. And I need to make sure that my priority is my... Because if I can't take care of myself, I can't do anything for anyone else, you know? That's true. And that's, that's, that's something a lot of people had to learn this last year is that if you don't fill up your own cup, if you don't look after yourself, man... It's very hard to be be a sound person because you end up being a dickhead some days because you're just like fucking bollocks. Yeah, and I think that's that's because people give up on themselves so much. They mm. become dickheads to everyone else because they're like, ah, I don't care about myself. Why should I care about anyone else? And it's like really subconscious. And it's like, no, that's not, you know what I mean? You're, you're just giving up, basically. Mm. And I, I, I tweeted this out yesterday, man. I mean, no one else is going to get me out of bed. No one else is going to make me work but me, you know? That's the truth. You put up something else I thought was good and it was like some people can read War and Peace and come away thinking it's a simple adventure story and then others can read the ingredients on a chewing gum wrapper and unlock the secrets of the universe. That is, that is, that's Luke's left foot. That is from um, Batman or Superman. Superman, yeah. Yeah, it's from Superman from from like the the 80s. I think that's a great quote. It goes back to the book of The Alchemist. I don't know if you read The Mm, Alchemist. Great, great fucking book. It's a great concept just about being able to find something out of nothing, you know, being able to see something and understand that there's a bigger picture, but a lot of people see a bigger picture and see nothing, you mm. know, they don't, they don't see even the, 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 the slightest importance of what these messages are for you or what they're supposed to do to elevate you. you did know? you, did you find taking that we break off social media and think it was good for, for your mental health? And I suggested it multiple times throughout the year. Yeah. I'm gonna do another one soon. As soon as I, I, as soon as I've dropped my project, and I know it because like I kind of rely on social media for my career. As soon as I've dropped my project, and I'm happy with like, well, I say I'm happy, but I mean, I, 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 as long as I feel happy, I guess from the response I get from it, I'm gonna lock myself off from it for another month. You know, just a few weeks because I know I need to come back for it for branding purposes. But it's I'm a, gonna definitely. It's a strange thing having to use social media for your. Uh for putting your stuff out there or for your business. I've, and, uh, and you know what? It's become so much more important now than ever before. Mm, definitely. Like, like, because of lockdown, it's like, I have to be constantly active. TikTok has changed the world. You know? It's fucked people's attention span up altogether, man. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Oh, tell me about it. Look, you have to accept that these things are going to happen. You can either get annoyed about it or adapt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I, I wouldn't be. I'm not gonna do a TikTok dance. Uh, I don't think anytime soon. But even adapting to make things that are 15 seconds long just to fit into the same sort of fucking algorithm, you know? Yeah, to the loop of it. Yeah, it's just oh man. I, yeah, but that's the thing. I think we've come from a different generation where we mm. see it as a little bit more like 
needy and I, mm. I hate to be needy I hate to even seem needy because I'm not like but this generation have grown up where that is normalized and they're not even needy that's just like what they've been taught to know is like how to get attention maybe which fair enough all humans deserve we all deserve our fair share of attention you know mm. it's why birthdays are so important it's why people love Christmas it's why people love these certain days of the year mm. I get it I get it but yeah it's, it's, it's affected like it, very suddenly people who are in their 20s like us who are now having to readjust because we've, we've known a certain way of life for a long time and now mm. that's changed dramatically whereas the younger kids are now going to grow up with that that's going to be their normal whereas our normal has always been different and we're having to readjust you know mad, very fucking mad bro. but I, I honestly I feel like I can't complain because I'm in the same boat as a lot of people and I just what all I can think these days like I was really down in late 2020 just mm. was my birthday i was feeling really shit i was feeling really down it's like you know what i can't i can't even begin to complain the only thing i can i only thing that's gonna help me is to wake up and be as progressive and positive as possible wake up and say mm. to myself okay let's today let's just do something let's just do something whether it play tennis or you're reading a book or you you know you, you play chess or you do something to challenge yourself or any, yeah, any I uh, I kind of had a similar way moment with myself that I was like, right, I need to start doing more shit that like, you know, I actually fucking enjoy because I was having low moments last year and uh, like all of us were. And you just have to fucking realize you need to be grateful for all that shit that you usually uh, take for granted. That's the one yeah, thing that I, that's the one thing I took yeah. from last year is gr- gratitude so important, man. So important. I never realized that even last year I had like, we normally have my sister over from my dad's side and her daughter, my niece. And this year we didn't get to see any of them. And I was like, that was the only reason I actually used to like, well, these days it's the only day, reason I like Christmas because I've got a kid that I like my niece that I know I can excite for. But now mm. I'm, like, I'm not excited because when I'm fucking 27. I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like I, not that I'm not excited. I, I yeah. do have spirit, but it's like, uh, I, I do it for the kids now. But it's like, it. I don't yeah, you do it for do the people myself. that like, them sort of things at like Christmas, it's for it's it's mostly for yeah. Kids. And now it's and like when you get older, the best part is away. the best you part know, is nearly whenever you're trying to keep that magic going for the kids. Nearly yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! I, it genuinely felt like this year it took it away, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. So that, that definitely goes back to why I was even saying why I dropped that fucking video because it was like, all right, if you're taking this away, I'm I'm have I have to find a way to not only uplift, uplift other people, uplift myself, man. Like, I felt shit. So I needed something to, like, okay. Was, then I sent that video to my sister, even. Like, and my sister was like, I love it. All of them <laughs> loved it. I was like, okay, so that makes that makes it a little bit better. Even know? if even if she was the only one that liked it, that would have been what way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, man. She ended up sending me messages because she sent it to all of her work colleagues. And she's, she's t- my sister's turning 50 in February. So she's from my dad's side. And my dad's 75. So it's like a half-sister. And she's, she sent it to all her work colleagues who are also obviously, like, like not to sound rude, but they're like old, isn't it? They're like in their <laughs> late 40s, 50s. And they're hitting her up. She's sending me screenshots of the text. And they're saying, oh, my God, I love this. This is so spiritual. I was like, that's all it. That's all I needed. I don't even love need that. anything else. Cool, man. Like, you know? Energy. Energy. 
Energy. It goes, yeah, it literally just goes back to that energy thing, bro. Come on, Love that, right? We're gonna branch off. I just, whenever we start talking, I was like, just hit, hit record. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to stop there because we were just on a roll. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna branch off into the last wee bits there because it's nearly seven, seven o'clock already. Time. This dude is calm, man. It's calm, man. But no rush, bro. Right. Lot of work I'm gonna. Studio. I'm out here chilling, man. Yeah, exactly. I want to let you get back to your craft, man. Let's go. Back <laughs> to your um, I usually ask a few same questions at the end of every podcast, but I'm gonna go f- and throw out a few, uh, throw a few hashtags out there, and I want you to respond however you think fits. Do it, do it, yeah. Right. Hashtag. I dream a lot. About about progression. Yeah. Progression of society, progression of humanity, progression, just progression. I dream a lot about progression. And what, uh, what about, do you think there's times where you should slow down your progression so that you don't yeah, go yeah, too yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you know what, weirdly enough, the, 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 the what's the, not the cliche, the, the other side of this lockdown, whatever the word is for that, because it slipped my mind, but the other side of this lockdown has been that for me, is I'm so glad the world has actually forcibly had to slow down of everything. Because mm. I think we was moving way too fast, and I didn't even realise it until I'd had to have slowed down. And I'm kind of glad, because it's like, why do we have to be moving at this pace? And I'm, we, we should be moving that a little bit slower. Like, I don't even need to see a lot of my friends every day. I've, I've more, more gladly see people once a month, mm. once every two months. You know, it's cool. Like, make, drop in a song every two months. Why do I have to be doing something so consistently? So, for sure, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy things have slowed down, weirdly enough. It's a, the patient approach is the long-term approach, man, because I can tell from the way you're talking you want to be in music for a long time. Yeah, longevity. Longevity. Fuck that. Fuck, I'm not, not here for the short-term shit, man. I mean, that, that could have happened, and I'm glad, like, when I dropped music five years ago, 23, I didn't blow when I did. I'm glad I'm weird. I'm so fucking glad I didn't, man. Mm. You know? I'm not even to use other people's names, but I know a lot of people that did blow, and they weren't ready for it. You know, I, you know that that is the bottom line. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not not to be like, oh, shame on them lot, but like they were a great lesson for me. At the end of the day, like, and, and for a lot of other people, hopefully, mm. right. That's it. And I th- would you say that you've gotten better at not comparing yourself to other people? Oh yeah, yeah. I like comparing myself. I like comparing myself. I mean, sometimes it can be, uh, like. I, I hate doing so like when I make new songs yeah I hate like oh this song sounds like that person and we should make yeah. it a little bit more like that I hate that because that means you're gonna you're gonna sound like someone else you don't want to sound like anyone else you so well, you want to sound like you mm. you know but comparing yourself is important because history repeats itself so you should understand where things have come and where they're going and how to keep things going you know mm. you should like things won't ever change so like is, I think a great analogy might be a guitar. There's only so many notes you can play on a guitar. Yeah, there's, there's six strings on a guitar. So there's only so much you can do with it. Just like music, there's only so much you can do with it. There's no, it can't go further. Like smoking a spliff, another analogy. You can't smoke 10 spliffs and expect to get more high than you would off your first spliff. You're probably going to be just as high as you were off your first spliff, you know? Like, you, you could... Or else you'll have to double it. the dose. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to double the dose. And, I mean, you can do it, but it won't be good for you, and you'll realise it. It won't be good for you. And I think that is, do you know what I mean, the bottom line of it, really. I, li- I like the analogies that you're rolling off there, man. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's something, do you know what, honestly, bro, it's something I have to remind myself every time I go to do something. Because I always have to say to myself, okay, remember, cause remember this, remember that. And it's, mm. it's helped me. It helps me all the time, I think. That's, that, that's a good way to, to, to be about it. And right, last three questions. Actually, we'll go for four. Who, who are, I'm bearing in mind a lot of people watching or listeners are going to be Irish. Who are two or three artists that uh, people are sleeping on? We can obviously give it. Do you know what? Give, I'll, I'll say an Irish artist that I fuck with a lot at the moment. Big okay. Pig. Big Pig, yes, man. Especially I very like good. Big Pig a lot. And um, I know she works with quite a few people I know, like Lava LaRue. She's in a crew called uh, 98 or something like that. And they're from like my area near Labrick Grove. And I did a session actually with the Manor in Brixton and she was doing a session with some producers I know called Earbuds who do like all of Green Tea Peng stuff. And I got to meet her that day and get to like know what she's on. And I That's fucking, that, that was the day. I never knew who she was before that. That was the day I got onto her. And I've been a massive fan of her since. I like, I've even ended up making quite a lot of music that's been inspired by her new stuff. Like, I fucking love her a lot. That's what it's all about, man. I know people are always trying to look back in like history for like older people for inspiration but you get inspiration off the people that you're you're seeing right now you know oh man i fucking just so many i'm, I'm something people tell me a lot like she's always tells me is that a lot of my mates told me because you're you're always like finding these new people but it's just because i don't forget how to be a fan like i'm a fan That's i'm it. a fan of music before my before i'm an artist of music you know like i'm a massive fan of everything like i love music like it's what makes me want to make music so mm. i can't forget it i can't forget it. it's just too important for me love that right who give us another so couple. big pig big pig let's go thames i don't know if you've heard of thames, thames but no. she's a nigerian artist oh i think like well I, I, i'm sorry i don't I, don't quote me she might be nigerian or Ghanaian. i'm not too sure but she showed me her literally on his birthday three days ago so today is the what the 13th he showed me on the 10th of jan and we were just playing her new EP and she's on WizKid's latest album. And I think she's broadly quite a new artist, but she's fucking amazing. I like, honestly, she's just blowing my wig. Really sonical. It takes me on like a real fucking, uh, um, a, transcend, a transcending journey of, of pain and letting go of relationships and learning from relationships. She's, she's been amazing. She's so like, honestly, she, she should get you as a fucking spokesperson there, man. You're after selling it very well. Oh, man. Like, above, that's what I mean. Like, I, I wish... Thames, if you're watching this, if you ever see this here, yeah, <laughs> shout me. Honestly, I, I fucking love her music. She's amazing. She's amazing. So, so Big Pig Thames. Well, Thames. Yeah, yeah. Big Pig Thames. And who am I going to go for my third? In terms of new artists. In terms of new artists. Do you know what? I would say Parcel Lou. Because I fucking love Parsley. Like, he's he's like a rapper from Coventry. And he's um from the same place as Jay Huss. So he's got quite a similar style in sense. A lot of people compare him to Jay Huss. But I've even met him before. And I don't think he likes the comparisons too, mu too much. But I think he's really good. And he's just been named BBC Sounds Artist of 2021. There you go. So he's due to do big things this year. Like a lot of people are behind him and believe in him. But his new project was amazing. He did this song with Mahalia, which was just fucking, oh my God. It just. And if people haven't heard Mahalia as well, she's fucking class. Oh, I love Mahalia. I know her brother very well from Leicester, Sane. I, I was on his most recent project. 
And um, I've, I've like, like, Mahalia is amazing. I fuck with like that whole the, the, the Leicester scene, the up north scene, everywhere because it gets overlooked a lot. They have to work a lot harder than people mm. from London do Definitely. necessarily. You know, even from Ireland and stuff. London tends to get the most attention, so people have to like find a way to get into our scene. It's like no, bruv, I know so many sick artists from Sheffield, Manchester, Ireland, wherever, Scotland. I know so many men. But they have to work so hard. It's why I respect them so much. Because when they do get here, it's like, you don't know what it took for them to get the attention they deserve, you know? Exactly. Like, I've rarely heard of people from up north. Like, it used to be, whenever Mike's, uh, Michael used to be sending me music, it used to always be, like, London stuff. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I can only, imagine, bro. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Irish, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna make a play. I'm gonna send you my Irish uh, rap play. Send me. I mean, I, I even, I've been working recently with. Um, well, we did a session. Me and Shiz with New Machine, who's Maverick Saber's producer, who's ah. like like best friends with Maverick Saber, and he's been working with this Irish rapper who's amazing. I can't remember his name, but when I do, I'll send you it. And he's he's about to release a bag of music, and he's fucking amazing. Like New Machine was showing us like a bag of his new stuff. Mm. He's amazing. I think he might be one of the best rappers to have come out of Ireland, you know, since like Reggie Snow, pretty mm. much. Reggie like, Snow is class. You know, and the, I love Reggie. One of the better one of the better shows, live shows I was at in London was him up in I think it was Camden, was it? What Reggie? Remember. Yeah, Reggie Snow. That was a yeah, fucking yeah. sex show, man. It was I really- love Reggie because he's got that great energy, man. He just knows how to like. He's got that quite 90s soul about him, that mm. hip-hop soul about him, where he's like, indulge into the crowd, indulge into your fans. It's not like, be a show-off for your fans. Yeah, he's mm. not trying to be a show-off for his fans. He wants to be a part of his fans. And I fucking love that. Love yeah. that. Uh, what, what has the, well, what would be the best film you've watched in the last year or the best film ever? I've been recently... Best film? Yeah, yeah. If you're into Gentleman. Film. Gentleman, by far. The Gentleman, yeah? Easily, easily. Yeah. Great, great show. Easily, easily, man. I mean, fucking, I love Guy Ritchie. He's a lot so of Guy good. Ritchie's movies, you know. He's like one of my favourite directors. I mean, he does a lot of British-based concepts, which is something, obviously, I, I can relate to a bit more. But I don't necessarily get on with gangster films that much. Like, I didn't like The Irishman very much. I do like Godfather, but I, it wasn't. it's not like one of my favourite films. But like, not to say that was Gary Ritchie's film, but I just like, I don't like gangster films that much. And the gentleman just hit so hard. Like he, he edited it so well and the actors did so well. I loved, um, what's, what's my man, the Irish actor that's Colin in Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, I loved Colin in that. Oh, that was so fucking funny, him and, man. Him and Hugh Grant were my favourite in that. Hugh sure. Grant, right, man. I dislike Hugh Grant in every other film apart from that film. And he's yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a real... big Hugh Grant guy. I mean, have you watched Death to 2020? Yeah. The new one on Netflix. That That's um, good. I think it was the people, who, the the Black Mirror guys did it, and Hugh Grant was in that. If you, Hugh, he's quite funny in that. I give it to him. He's quite funny in that. Those are the two things. I was like, ever since the gentleman, he's cha- I've changed my opinion of him. He's yeah, yeah. He, he's he's not tried to be that corny ass like fucking weird character he always plays. He tried something very different, and I think it it hit so fucking well with the gentleman, man. Yeah. But I'm you know I'm looking forward to the new next year other than my favourite film that from last year The Gentleman I'm looking forward to the new Foot Soldiers Rise of the Foot Soldiers it's just been the trailer's just been oh released. yeah, that yeah, is yeah with Vinnie Jones and I know I know a friend of mine that was on set for the production so she does quite a bit of the producing for it 
And um, yeah, it looks really good. I'll send you. I'll send you a. I'll DM you a trailer for it. It sick, looks fucking sick. really good. Yeah, the, I, the first one was very good. I enjoyed the first one a lot. Um, but uh, are you, uh, do you read much? Yeah, I mean, I do. I love reading. I haven't read as much as I should have in the last year. I won't even lie to you, but I do love reading. I what would be the reading. best book? You mentioned The Alchemist earlier, but what would be your, your favourite book? Like, I think the book I said earlier to you um, is called, it's by Kate Tempest, who's this mm. poet from South London, The Bricks That Build the Houses. I honestly think, and I'm going to stick by it, is my favourite book of all time. You know, I've read quite a few books. I do love a lot of like different. I love dark materials. I love like there's a lot of different books that take me into places. I love uh, fantasy books, you know, nonfiction, fiction, whatever it may be. Uh, like I love it. But The Bricks That Built The Houses has been my favorite to date. That's yeah. definitely been added to the list. Um, and I recommend it. If, if anyone's listening, even yourself, bro, order that book. It is just it gives you great perspective on why people in your life are important. You know, mm. even if even if that person was bad, it, it shows you why that bad person meant it, to show you that you shouldn't be around other bad people or something. Yeah. You know, like it just it there's really a, gave perspective to there's me. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said uh, looking back at those past moments and like seeing a different angle at it. That maybe right, it's not that I shouldn't trust anybody anymore. It's like maybe I shouldn't trust anybody if they, they, they exert certain signs that I noticed yeah. that yeah, I never yeah, acted yeah. upon. And each person of those are a brick to the house. Mm. You see it? And that's Love why... That. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, last one then, right? Let's go. Three albums. I'm giving you three because I knew one would be hard to... But yeah, most influential or favourite albums. I, and I'm big on albums that are good start to finish, man. So Three albums, bro. Are you give me like, one? This is going to be hard because I can't even look through right now because my, my hard drive is backing up on my computer. Right, so give me one then. Give I can't one. even look. No, no, I'm going to go off top. I'm going to go for free. And don't, like, like don't, if, if this goes in the future, people who are watching this back in the future, don't, don't hold me on this, innit? Because I've got a bare album that I free. would consider my top three, <laughs> but I'm going to go off top three off the head, innit? Illmatic right. has to be mm. my, like there in, it, in my top three. So Illmatic, all right. That has to be the the Netflix show that was fucking unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! All right, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so if anybody hasn't watched that, go and watch Elmatic. It's about 45 minutes long. It's fucking unreal. Yeah, it's amazing. The doc, yeah, really good, man. It breaks down like real, real Harlem, like what, what New York meant. Like, especially because Harlem's dissect. I mean, sorry, New York's dissected. And like Brooklyn, Harlem, they're all very different vibes, man. Like Harlem's, yeah, everything they grew up in the 90s is, is really impactful. But yeah, yeah. So Elmatic, Elmatic. That was one of the first albums I was ever introduced to in terms of rap, hip-hop when I was really young. I mean, that like, might sound corny, but this was one of my favorite albums growing up as a kid, is Slim Shady LP, or Marshall Mathers LP. I don't know, I don't know which one I would go for. It's, the, it's between both, because Slim Shady and Marf, Marshall Mathers LP were both so, like there were certain songs of both of them. So it's like I would go half-half in a weird way. 
I I would feel I used to think that certain songs that were on the, the Marshall Matters LP were on the Slim Shady LP for so yeah same so same for ages, and then, but they were like, like the good ones are on different ones yeah, yeah 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 like my name is I always used to think was that and but like I mean I just and why I liked him so much it wasn't because he was a fucking white rapper and I related to him because I'm white and he's white. It was because he was so controversial. And like, when I grew up, my mum's an MP. So it's like, everyone always looked at me as the posh kid. But my mum put me into school with the mandem. I was in the same class as Fredo, who's like quite a famous rapper now and on Grime Daily or whatever. And back in the day, that was normal to us. It was just like, I was with the mandem and everyone was just, no one really looked at me like, oh, the MP son. But some people did. Like, oh, yeah, you're the posh kid in school. But no one really did look at me like, oh, you're the posh white kid in school. They just thought, oh, you're carrying back son. Mm. So I, like, I always thought, oh, like, that, that was something that, like, allowed me to be more a part of, of this, this, this culture. Whereas, like, no one, like, like, no, one, no one tried to define me for who my mum is. It's not about mm. who my mum is. It's about who I am. It's about how I define my life as a person, isn't it? Yeah, you know, so that's you why say, I found that really impactful. You know, you could say nearly Eminem did that. By the way, he spoke about his own family. He was like, nobody can de- define him or talk yeah. about his family because he already talked all the shit. Well, like one of my favorite Eminem bars, really, is that uh, um, uh, that, that is 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 in my name is, and he goes, uh, something about the fat bitch fell on her ass, but way too fast, and then the, the bread goes. I don't give a fuck. God sent me to piss the world off. Yeah. That's what Eminem says back to him. I, I fuck with that bar so much. So I was like, I don't give a fuck. God sent me to piss the world off. I mean, like, I, I in a weird way, I feel like that sometimes. I'm like, yeah, shit. Like, <laughs> God sent me to just be the person I am, not to piss the world off necessarily, but God sent Cause me to a little be the bit of mischief. Yeah, and I'm not gonna excuse myself for it, no matter who the fuck my parents are, no matter who the fuck. You know what I mean? I'm I'm born the way I'm born. You know. So, Love but that. yeah, so we're at we're at two we're at two albums so far. Third album, honestly, honestly, the pressure's yeah. on there. This is, I mean, it's a big one because like, it's in between a few for me. It's between Michael's album, uh, MJ. I'm between MJ. I'm between Fleetwood Mac Rumors album. Ooh, love that. And, and then I'm between. Because I'd like to be fair, like I have to have something that's musically impacted me. So I just don't know whether I would go for like realistically, I don't know. I, I would be saying MJ's album as first, isn't it? But that's the thing. <laughs> name name one song and I'll I'll have an idea because I'm um... well Liberian girl like ah uh, yeah yeah I can't remember what <laughs> that is but. <laughs> I don't know what album Liberian Girl was, was on ever actually I would have but, to come off my phone but I don't want to interrupt the line, Fleet, so. Fleet, Fleetwood Mac Rumours is a serious album as well well room, I think I would have to go with Rumours because it was something I grew up on a lot in my childhood with like my mum she loved Stevie Nicks and she, well it was either that or it would be Bob Dylan uh, the Bob Dylan album when he did the boxing song fuck what was that album called again because that was, I, that was played a lot when I was a kid. My mum loves that album. Hurricane. The one with Hurricane on it. That, that Bob Dylan album. I, I can't remember what the... I can't remember what it was called. But they, those were the two... My mum used to love playing Rumours and my mum loved playing that Bob Dylan album when I was a youth. And those are two things that resonated me and I remember a lot as a kid. And it helped me become more like... 
uh, enthusiastic about music you know just not even about making music just about like vibing with it and then i yeah. think i would have to say instead of i can't it's really hard for me to do a third i would have to do joint third fourth for those two in it like that's all good i'll take it the more the merrier <laughs> man this has been a fucking uh savage chat and we got loads of music uh, ideas for people their fucking spotify is going to be full i'll tell you that one thing i have to say anyone that's fucking listening to me make sure you get Four hard drives and back up your backups. The backup, the backup, bro. <laughs> Take so away I've a bit of cause motivation. Last day, my hard drive nearly crashed yesterday, and this has got everything I've got on it. And I've had to. I ordered something off Amazon. It arrived today, and I'm literally backing up everything as you speak. That's why I'm not on my laptop right now. <laughs> Just make sure you back up your backups, boys. That's it. Back and it girls, up, kids. And girls, if you're girl producers, <laughs> I want to see more female producers, please. That's the more truth. And more female coaches as well. I'm going to just put that in there. <laughs> serious, serious, man. I, I think like females, there's a stigma where it's like you're not, a, like girls shouldn't, play. I don't know why, but bruv, girls, I'm sure you lot are sick. Do your thing. Do your Absolutely, thing. right. And we yeah. will leave it there. What a fucking man. What a man. Make sure you go and listen to his tunes. Go give him a follow. Go share that podcast, this podcast to your story. He's a top man and his last project was unreal. I'm fucking buzzing for this next one. Gospel truth. Keep your eye out for it. Right now we're going to branch off into that little part of the podcast that I spoke about earlier. We're going to be getting into books, movies, what's happening in 2020 at higher training and what does the future hold. Boom. And you know what? These are going to get treated this lovely background music all the way through today's little chat that I'm going to have with you. I'm going to discuss some of the books that I've read this year. This year has been the year I read most books and it's not, I'm not saying that to that I'm blowing my own trumpet here but it was a big achievement for me because I'd stopped reading for quite a long time for years I'd stopped reading and you know it was a big thing for me to get back into and it's definitely been a positive thing for my mental health health and it's definitely been a positive thing for my career as well you know i think you can learn so many lessons that other people have had to learn themselves first-hand experience without having to get go through the suffering and the pain of that first-hand experience also good for escapism um we're going to talk about some films i posted earlier today about five different suggestions try and expand people's cinematic horizons I love films films it's just something I've been into since I was really young and I like a a massive variety of of, of films and I tend to like wacky things weird things anything a little bit quirky I tend to like a lot of cult films not about cults but a cult film main reason why I want to go through the sort of escapism roots they're not just escapism you can learn from these things you can learn from films you can learn from books you can learn from podcasts shows if you approach it the right a particular way and but you don't always have to do that sometimes it's good to just switch switch off and enjoy something for what it is um a piece of art whether it's a podcast a film a book or a show you know that's the shit that makes our life more tolerable more enjoyable um, music is another passion of mine I'm not going to talk too much about music today but you are getting to listen to some 
whopper, whopper tune from the main man, Lee Scratch Perry and Prince Jammy. That is what you're listening to. And if you've been listening to the podcast all the way through, that's the theme song. It's a banger. And if it means that some one or two people listen to the song because they heard it from this podcast, I'm fucking buzzing. It's a banger. All right, okay, I'm going to stop telling you what's going to happen. Let's get stuck in. So we'll start off on the book end of things. Hey, the book end. Do you like that pun? Is it a pun? With the books, I think it's best to start off with the book that I think had the biggest impact on myself last year. And that one was Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear. Now, I didn't finish it last year, but I read most of it last year. Um, and I've been familiar with James Clear's work for a good few years. And have been picking bits and pieces here and there from things that I had heard. Would, like I'd learn myself and then match it up with some of the things that he puts out there in the book. In the book, you can tell it's all about habits. It's all about making good habits easier to do and to repeat and to stay consistent with and making let's say negative habits less likely to reappear again and he makes it very relatable because he takes it through different scenarios or different real life examples that just make things just click um, a lot of the time when you're trying to take on board information it can be hard because it's just information but he puts it in story form which, you know, us humans, we love a story. So Atomic Habits, top of the list. I'm gonna finish that very soon. Next up, I'm gonna go for an audio book next. So Kevin Hart, I'm not making this up. I think that's the name of it. It was unreal. I almost felt like me and Kevin Hart were friends for like a month and a half. He was just in my ear every time I was walking to walk and back. This is in pre-lockdown uh, 2020. Uh, I used to walk like 45 minutes to get the, the tube to walk and me and Kevin would have the banter for about 40 minutes beforehand. Great times. Used to start, it used to make my day start off on such a great note. I think humour. I don't think we, we prioritise humour enough. Like humour is a, is a magical thing and if you know there's somebody that when you're around them they make you laugh. You always feel good being around those type of people. And it was almost like that with the audiobook, listening to it. Um, now, like, not going to lie, I'm not going to say Kevin Hart is a great role model. In one sense of the word, just because of a lot of things that have come out about him and all that. But I don't think it takes away from the message or the good side. You know, everybody has their bad, everybody has their good. So I think it's okay to say that you can... You can appreciate him and enjoy what he does. I think he's a funny man. Now, I don't like all of his stand-ups as much as I like the audiobook. The audiobook is probably the best thing that I have heard or seen of him, apart from his films. Think Like a Man 1 and 2 and Scary Movie. Any uh, any of his early stuff either is class. Um, so Kevin Hart's audiobook, get on it. I know he's another one, I think, uh, now. I don't know what that's like, but the first one. Next up, we go back to another tangible hardback book. Um, we will go for brief answers to the world's most... Brief answers to the big questions. I had to look at the bookshelf there to remember the name by Stephen Hawking. Now, this one was 
this decision to read this was heavily influenced by the fact that I had just watched the film with Eddie Redmayne, is it? There he plays Stephen Hawking in, and that film was brilliant. Um, the theory of everything, very good film, and I thought, I just thought to myself, people like this, I want to not pick the brain, kind of pick the brain, see their insight, see here some of the lessons that they've learned and take it on. As I said earlier, it's important to learn some lessons that you don't have to take the negative impact of those lessons, if you get me. I think that's a really tough book to read because there's a lot of physics, of, well, not physics, um, uh, biochemistry, no it's not biochemistry, biophysics, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> there's a lot of scientific chat in it and it can be a difficult book to read but if you are able to get through that and the chances are if you have done if you experience in, in, in scientific background, either through university or work or whatever, then it does make it easier. Um, but I think you can get through it, you just might need to take it in small little chunks. It's not something that you're going to want to read from page to page uh, all the way through. Although I did love talk, I, I love any time he was talking about um, God, um, what he thinks God is real, and when he's talking about black holes, those two. Uh, chapters in particular really drew me in and I thought he does it justice because you look he's looking at it from a very different perspective than regular folk um, so yeah that one definitely into if you're a keen intellectual or if you just like Steve Steve Hawking uh, back on to an audiobook we are gonna chat about conscious coaching so this one is not just for coaches Brett Bartholomew is the, the guy who made this book or audio book and he is a strength and conditioning coach. He is a podcast called The Art of Coaching which is a great podcast for coaches or for anybody involved in business or leadership and this book is around coaching, business and leadership. It's about communication and working with others and how to work with people of different personalities and it goes through different archetypes of athletes. Um, communication is probably the most important element of coaching that gets overlooked all the time. The, the training, the nutrition, the science, it is important of course, but you need to be able to relay those inf the information over to people, you have to be able to get people to buy into what you are talking about or buy into your team if you're a sports coach. Very good book requires actual um, implementation it's not something that you can just read and then you're going to remember things that are going to benefit you you might but you need to willingly implement some of the things you learned and actually going back to atomic habits that would be in the same boat next up we're going on to animal farm it is another audio book it's well known uh, book by george orwell it was only three hours i think it was on audible but it's a brilliant look into uh, so social um, social interaction between people, how a class system can arise in in any any sort of society, even if it is only a farm society, and talk looks into communism and it's it's quite an interesting look and the fact that it's transforming human characteristics and putting it into an animal, it just makes you take it on in a different way than if it was just a story about people and um, very enjoyable 
Um, next up, back to a hard back, we are on to SPQR, which is Senatos Papatos Culamanos Romano Ranos, <laughs> or something like that. Basically, SPQR, that's what the Senate in Rome was called, and this, well, it's about the state of Rome. And this book is about Rome from its beginnings, and it, what Mary Beard, the person who wrote it, tries to do is to beat around the bullshit when it comes to Rome and to get get to the real history of Rome and what happened at the start of Rome's inception that might have influenced um, how the rest of Rome perceived it and at a later date. I don't know if I said that right. But a lot of it is to do with the propaganda that later Roman civilization tried to put out to its people. Um, and what it really did for me was it made me think about different societies nowadays like Britain, Great Britain for example, United States um, and all these countries and think about how nowadays do they glamorize the past of that country and how many of the stories do they tell about the inception of a country or the beginnings of a country that are made up to suit um, to suit an agenda for now or an agenda in the not so distant past and you know it's been shown like this is 100% factual uh, like a lot of evidence goes back to show that a lot of later Romans were told a bunch of lies about early Rome that it was Romulus and Remus that set up Rome and you know there was not really much evidence of that happening at all and that was probably just the accumulation of two or three different settlements that came together to, to create a bigger one but you know that's not a grand enough story we have to make up one and it just makes you question what sort of stories do companies people organizations tell now about their past that may not be true or might just be a little bit embellished so yeah if you're into your roman history or history in general or society in general spqr whopper book although it is fairly fucking massive Next up, we have 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne. And this is the most recent book that I finished just there before Christmas. Um, no, before New Year. And this is a book that is over 150 years old. Um, it's written by French author Jules Verne. And it is one of those classic novels alongside Dracula, um, alongside... Huckleberry Finn, um, Tom Sawyer. If you've ever seen the film The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, these the books that I just mentioned, they are all included in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, so it was an accumulation of a number of old novellas. And Sean Connery's in the film, so if you like Sean Connery or any of those books, well, maybe if you like the books, don't watch the film because it's not, it's not really relevant. <laughs> but it's still cool. Sean Connery is a very interesting character in that. But um, sidetrack number 241 already. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It is a beautifully written book about underwater magic. Basically, it's not underwater magic, but basically you're going around in an underwater submarine, seeing all the, all the under, undersea waters. The undersea fucking waters. The underwater wonders. There we go that there is in the world and there's a lot of um there's a lot of scientific chat in it about how things work 
and about all the different animals and plants of the sea. Um, I just think the way Jules Verne writes uh, is just so easy to read and you can picture things really vividly when when you read some descriptions he has about the particular animals or the infrastructure of the submarine which is called the Nautilus in, in, in the book and the characters that he has in it which aren't very many are very interesting and you can relate people you know to them characters well traits and I always think that's an interesting one and definitely transported me outside of my own little headspace into into the world of the Nautilus and um, Captain Nemo so if you're into your reading that is definitely up at the top of the list of one of the best books I've ever read fuck me this is taking very long I love books so I'm not going to stop going through it if you don't like books you can skim past this I will probably put uh, something in the description to let you know when I'm stopping talking about books so next up in the books we are going to talk about is the Gulag, Gulag Archipelago. Now this one was an audiobook and this was over 20 hours. This took up a lot of my year last year. A lot of my year. Um, but it was a very challenging but worthwhile venture. The Gulag Archipelago is by Solzhenitsyn. Andrew, Andrew Solzhenitsyn. I think is, is his full name. I'm not even going to look it up again because I will be more confused by looking at the spelling. But basically it's about one man's story of being inside the Russian Russian gulags. It's a story about what the Russians did to their own people during the communist era under Stalin and afterwards, before and afterwards. It's, it's, it's a story about how regular people can be coerced into doing horrible things to each other and just the depths of 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 inhumane inhum, inhumanity that we can actually be capable of some of the stuff that they got up that was fucked up um, it's a very hard and long long read or lesson but it is also in my eyes a good lesson to to stand up for things that you believe in and stand up whenever you think something's not right and somebody that you know or that is close to you is being um, fucked over by whatever government or whatever I don't think I don't think we should be afraid to stand up for what we believe in or the people that we care about and in this in this book it kind of goes to show you that once you break those social links between friends and 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 family and that that things can get pretty fucked up where you get people ratting on next door neighbors saying that they are spies or that they are um, against communism and then all of a sudden they're way off to the gulag never to be seen again so yeah it's fucking mad but definitely a great read um next last but not least we are on to meet us by stephen fry um, this is the first of Stephen Fry's two books or audiobooks on Greek mythology. Now, Mythos is mostly concerned with the, the gods and the titans of Greek mythology. So you're talking about Kronos, Gaia, Zeus, Aphrodite, all of them. It's an absolutely 
brilliant compilation of the stories of all these gods and some other stories mixed in there and Stephen Fry always relates it back to modern time and discusses about how much of our language and the things that we say and do is influenced by Greek and Greek mythology. Now the second one, second book in Greek mythology, Heroes, is all about the half god or human heroes of the time, so your Hercules, um, Theseus, Perseus, all these. I'm currently reading that and that's a whopper as well. Like this is probably the those two are probably the two best pieces of podcast or book or anything around Greek mythology that I've um, found and I would definitely recommend it. Let's get right into it. So, film number one, Hot Rod, featuring Andy Samberg and some of the other Lonely Island and Saturday Night Live crew. This one is an absolute chin tickler. I don't know if that's the right word, not a chin tickler. Lung tickler? Well, it made me fucking laugh a lot. I went to see it in the cinema twice with me, one of my best mates back home. We went, both of us went to see it twice on the same day. I'm pretty sure it was the same day. Anyway, it's just pure ridiculousness, slapstick comedy. Um, it's very quotable. There's some absolutely gem moments in there and there's a lot of piss, take, piss takes of like old 70s, 80s films. Um, definitely you're gonna enjoy that if you like your Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Lonely Island. Up next, then we have The Evil Dead 2. Now, Evil Dead has been a film series that I have enjoyed since I was early teenager. Definitely shouldn't have been watching those films back then, then because they are fucked up and gory as hell. They are part of the, is it? Splashdick horror? No, that's not the right term. Um, it's just a whole load of blood, a whole load of demon possession, a whole load of weird and funny things that shouldn't be funny, but they actually are funny. Um, there's a lot of that going on in this film, and it's an absolute B-movie classic with Sam Raimi as the director. So Sam Raimi directed the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and a whole bunch of other films. This is a great film series. The first one now, it was a low-budget production. I would go to the second film and watch that one first. The first one is good, but it's harder to watch. Second one is really good. The third one of it is the best, but I thought you have to go with Evil Dead 2. You have to start off in the first one. The story in the first film and the second film are the same. So the second film is just a remade better version of it. So go ahead and watch that. Up next, then we have The Magnific Magnificent Seven. Magnificent. Fucking Magnificent, guys. Now, The Magnificent Seven is an old, old film. It's from the 50s, 60s, one of them. Um, and it's a Western cowboy film. It is based off a book called Seven Samurais. Um, and it's about seven, seven, seven outlaws, or wannabe outlaws, who band together to help a small village protect themselves from a bunch of banditos and the head bandito in the first one is Eli Wallace who's an absolute legend of western films he was in the spaghetti western trilogy which is Clint Eastwood you know the good the bad and the ugly fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and um, 
this who else is in this film Yul Brenner he's the main man in it you have Steve McQueen who was in the, uh, the Great Escape a whole bunch of massive films back in the day you also have a whole bunch of people that you would recognise if you're a fan of western films but it's just a great story some great laughs in it even if you don't like cowboy films give it a whack that's probably the first cowboy film I ever enjoyed. I used to hate whenever my dad would put on, put them on, but now I fucking love them. Partly because of this film. And the theme song is Whopper. Second last, we got The White Man Can't Jump. I don't know why I said The White Man there, but White Man Can't Jump. And <laughs> this one is very relatable for me this year, seeing as this is the year that I started playing basketball. I started trying to improve my jump, to try and touch the rim. Um, I took a loving to basketball this year, so this one was always going to roll into my ballpark as, as an important film to me. Um, but it's Wesley Snipes and Woody Allen. It's pure 90s uh, fashion, well not fashion, pure 90s California swag. Um, lots of great basketball being played, they're out playing two-a-side, three-a-side out in... Out in um, Venice Beach, a load of these other areas in California. Um, the, the chemistry between those two is just great. They just, there's a whole bunch of crack and uh, I just, just love the film. It's it's definitely up there with one of my favourite films of the 90s. There's a lot of good films in the 90s. And it's definitely up there with my favourite Woody Allen film, Woody Harrison films and he's fucking whopper. Uh, Wesley Saints just a cool bastard in it as he is in everything. And the last film I'm going to mention today is In the Name of the Father. Now, In the Name of the Father is a powerful, powerful film with Daniel Day-Lewis at the front. And it's based on the story of the Guildford Four, who were four people who were convicted of the 1975 IRA bombings in Guildford, in, uh, just outside London. And they were wrongfully convicted. The film is about Jerry Conlon, who was imprisoned alongside his father. Eventually his father got arrested and um, got brought in for accused of membership of the IRA, even though he was just going over to London to, to visit his son in jail. And it's a, it's, it's a story that'll make your blood boil. Um, but I think it's important to know, if you're Irish especially, or if you're from the UK, I think it's important to know what, what your history, it's important to know what's gone on for your own benefit um, and it's a really powerful story it's made really well it, and it's a really good introduction to the troubles if you're going to start learning the troubles through film form now i wouldn't suggest doing that because films always have a bias and no film is shy of it so it's always important to learn both sides of the story no matter what um, and research proper research is always better than a film regardless of how good it is um, and that's it that's me done with the books and films today I was going to chat a lot longer but I don't think we need to go much further than the half hour mark I'm going to leave you guys with just a few a few wee recaps of, of this year and a few things that I'm I'm just proud proud about and I want to be thankful to everybody who's listened to the podcast this year, everybody who has been a client of mine now or in the past, anybody who has even chatted to me on social media, anybody who's asked for advice, anybody who has got involved with any of the content that I put up there, thank you from the bottom of my heart, hey, it's 
the last year was a tough year for all of us and I was no different in that sense it was probably, probably one of the tougher years mentally that I've had but it's brought so many good things it's brought this podcast it's brought some some wonderful people that I got to meet online into my life which is mad I never thought it would happen some wonderfully weird people so thank you to all you wonderfully weird people that have done podcasts with me chatted to me whatever these are all fucking legends I've got a free group there for anybody who's interested. We are keeping each other accountable. We're building a wee community, supporting each other. We're giving each other advice, trying to help build habits, try to work on our mental health, try and get fitter and eat better, of course. But we're trying to have a bit of crack and trying to help each other through this this time. If you are interested, all you need to do is head on over to Instagram at coachpig underscore higher training. Drop me a little direct message and I will get you into the group free you don't have to do anything um, we're all about helping people at higher training and whether it's a paying client or whether it's somebody that's a part of a free group we're still going to help you um, and we're still going to have a bit of crack with you and if that sounds like a bit of you hop on it um, I'm going to finish off by just saying that look this year is a tough year as well it's going to be a wee bit different than last year but you still need to slow down, Pat. You still need to look after yourself mentally. You still need to fill your cup. And by filling your cup, I mean doing things that improve your mental health or that make you feel better, that make you a better person. Plan fun shit into your week. And if you enjoyed this, get in touch on social media. Let's have a bit of crack. Send me a wee DM, share the picture of this to your story. And most importantly, take a handy. These are a great fucking bunch.